Hi, welcome to Eurocron. I'm your host, Scott Pitney. Eurocron is a podcast where we chronicle extraordinary people and their extraordinary stories. Our goal is simple, entertain, inspire, educate, and at times humor our audience while our guests build their audio legacy. So let's get right to our next extraordinary story. We are now at a Captain Q&A listening to the Captain Daniel talking about the majesty of the sea. Did I answer your question? All right. I'm going to chat with right, Patricia, the cruise director, and Captain Daniel in just a minute. It's quite sensitive. We've got time for one more question. One more question from anywhere in the audience. You can go ahead and just yell it all now. One more question. Enjoy the cruise, yeah? Then I have a question for you. Let's change it a little bit. Yeah. May I ask you a question? Did you enjoy Havana? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the weather we provided you today? Yeah. So whoever of you chose this particular cruise, I must say very, very good job because the weather this cruise was extremely good. As you know, it's winter time here and uh, there are some fronts coming, sometimes we get rain, sometimes strong wind. And this was actually, I must say, the best uh, weather so far we've seen for the last uh, two months. So good, good job for you. Absolutely, very good, very good. And actually, thank you. Thank you for bringing this good weather for us. Right on. We have a question from the gentleman right on over here on this side, sir. What's your question? How long does disembarking take? Where? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, right on, our departure procedure in the morning tomorrow. Two and a half, three hours. Between two and a half to from, three hours. From 7.30 till 9.30, 10 o'clock. If we're supposed to be someplace that our luggage tag says to be, how long from that place, and let's say we're supposed to be in the shovel lounge at 9.30, then how long from there? What number do you have, sir? 12. 12. If you, if you want to be off the ship by 9.15, you'll be able to do that. 9.15, We were to be there at 9.30. And we're going to make announcement. That's the worst case scenario. So we're not supposed to? Sir, traditionally, we do it much earlier than that. But 9.30 is the latest. OK, so we, if we come to the uh, show lounge at 9.30, then we get off. Soon. Yes, sir. 9.30. Okay. Thank you. No problem. And make sure to listen for the announcements as well, because they'll keep you properly updated throughout the morning as well. Madam, you got a question? Uh, Captain Mario, thank you. Thank you from this group. Thank you. Right, very good. Very good. Thank, thank you, you for much. that. Uh, how are you, madam? We would like to know how you know how much food to bring onto the ship. And how do you control it? And is there a lot of waste? Wow, the inventory for the food. Just take a guess, you know. <laughs> no, actually, uh, you know, we have, we use lots of data. And uh, usually we know, you know, like how much uh, traditionally food we need per person. And since we have 26 ships in the fleet, 
we really have lots of data to, you know, to open with. And usually we go with the two days additional food in case if something goes wrong. And if you need to stay extra time at scene. So that's the data that we use. And of course, we have also systems which generate report for us to make sure we are able to place the orders in advance. Is there a lot of waste? Uh, the waste, uh, not really, because from the production side, uh, we have very uh, detailed systems, I would say. The chef, uh, I mean, that's one of the requirements what he has to make sure to minimize the waste. And that's why he does have lots of production sheets and he has lots of uh, communication with all the, all the his subdivision chefs, I would say, to make sure they do produce according to needs. And before the cruise starts, we, we have lots of information about the guest who is sitting with us. You know? So we know about the age demographic, we know about the nationality breakdown, and that's how we prepare for the voyage. And the preparation really starts 90 days in advance. We don't start just like one day before. 90 days in advance, we start to plan for that particular voyage. Do you pick up everything in the States, or do you pick up as you go along? Uh, almost everything from Fort Lauderdale. For these voyages. Because it's quite amazing that everything is done according to the way everybody wants it, rare, medium, whatever you want. It's quite, quite remarkable. It's it's big production, I would say. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. It's a big, big production. And uh, I mean, it's, they do really work 24-7 the guys to make sure we have uh, everything is at a minute and fresh. I mean, the baker, they really works 24 hours, really. And the pastry chefs, especially, you know, 24 hours job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very good. Well, thank you very much for those questions. Any final, final going once, going twice, fair and final. Oh, we got another question from our junior cruiser. How long did it take to build the boat? <laughs> how long did it take to build the Majesty of the Seas? Depends, depends uh, how more, how difficult the uh, design of the ship is. Uh, for a cruise ship nowadays, it usually takes one and a half year to build, or even sometimes more, they are becoming more and more complicated. However, before it's been built, it takes years, uh, the process of designing, designing the ship. So it's, it's quite a long and complex process. A lot of people involved, different parties, uh, and it takes, takes time. We have already ships signed and being uh, in the process of design that will be built and back, it will be put in service in 2024. So that's how far ahead we look. All right, very good. A question from the gentleman right down over here. So what's your name, where are you joining us from? Abdul Al-Ghassab from uh, Detroit, Michigan. I spoke to the captain, spoke to Irfan. I'm originally from Iraq, Irfan. You're a next door neighbor from uh, Turkey. But I want to thank the staff, Patricio, uh, thank all of you for, uh, this is my first ever cruise. I've cruised in my life and it was really a pleasure to be here. Uh, quick question, uh, is the staff for the Majesty of the Sea specific? Meaning Captain Daniel can be assigned tomorrow to another ship, Arthur can go, or are you all belonging to this ship with all its journeys? Good question, thank you, and thank you for that recognition as well, sir. Uh, as far as I know, as I know, I'm not assigned to another ship tomorrow. <laughs> we, we work for the company, all right, and uh, whenever they need us, they send us, right? We work contract by contract. Normally, we stay around two years on the same ship. However, it may change any time whenever there is a need. 
is you know people are sometimes quitting, sometimes are getting sick. We are sometimes being called from home to go somewhere else. But standard is more or less two years on the same same ship. Then we go to the other ship. Yeah, it's uh, maybe two years, I would say. But uh, I mean, all of us, we work with many, many different kinds of ships in our career. And uh, if you ask me about Majesty, I mean, I joined the ship uh, beginning of last year. And uh, I already moved my uh, citizenship over here, you know, the Majesty. So it's, uh, I'm just hoping to stay here. So let's see. Thank you. Very good. Well, any final questions? Final questions going once? Going twice. All right, very good. There we go. What's your question, Adam? Christina Suska from the U.S. Find you have not from the Cold War South. My first cruise since the SS Bagot. As far as personal lives, how how are you scheduled? Are you a block of months, weeks, um, and then do you rotate? Have lots of time to visit with family. Yeah. In my case, uh, I do work four months on board, and I go home for two months. So, uh, it's approximately like eight months a year we are on duty over there. In my case, I don't have personal life. <laughs> I work. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, I'm joking. Uh, we, uh, we, I work two and a half months on board, and I have two and a half months vacation. I spent my vacation back home in Poland where I had my family. So we balance between ship and, and the home. It's actually, uh, I can't complain, you know. We are away from home for a long time, but then when we go back home, when I go back home, I will have all my time with, with family. I don't have to do anything else, just just be with them. And actually, we are able to bring the family to stay with us as well. Like uh, in my case, I have my, my kids, uh, of course, so they are leaving tomorrow. So it's, uh, that's the, that's the beauty of the job as well, you know, it's a great company to work for. Are there any dogs on board? We do have one service dog, this cruise. And uh, question right over here on your left hand side. Hello there, sir. How are you? Congratulations. Great, great time on the cruise. Great question. What is the strangest question anyone has ever asked you or a question you need an answer? I think that's the one. <laughs> I don't know, I cannot uh, answer this question that quickly. We've been asked many, many sometimes strange questions, but we try to answer, you know, and... Uh, Does the staff stay on board? Does the staff sleep on board, yeah? Yeah, we've got that one. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a very common question. Does the ship generate its own electricity? Bringing the microphone over on this side, bringing the microphone to this side right over here in case there's any questions, questions on this side. Anything that's on your mind, folks? Last call, last call. We, looks like we have our closing question of the afternoon right on over here. Jens, thank you. We know we've got a little bit over time right here. We appreciate your time. How are you doing, Jens? What's your name? Where are you joining us from? Nice to meet you, Arush. Hey, Captain, I got a question. Uh, how do you operate a ship? So how do you, all, so how do you go to the deck, all the computer deck, to where you operate? How do you go? Uh, I don't understand your question. I mean, how do you go to the deck, from here to the deck? How do you, from wherever you operate the ship, going as a bridge, how do you go there? Do you I go same as everybody else. We have corridors, staircases, elevators. There is no other special. Where do you guys, where do you guys sleep? Where do you guys sleep? I sleep on deck nine. 
uh, under the bridge. I think Arush is uh, he's, he's wondering if we have like a secret passageway to the bridge. Is what he was wondering if we have a secret <laughs> passageway or something to get to the bridge. Yeah, but no, we we just we go however we need to go there. All right, very good. Well, gentlemen, maybe if you have any final closing thoughts, any final closing thoughts for our guests, anything you'd like to uh, leave them with? Uh, no, I mean it's a uh, happy new to everyone. You know, it's been very special for us as well, same like yours. And uh, we look forward to see you on board the Majesty or any other ship. Happy New Year and have a safe trip to war. Thank you. Very good. That's our hotel director Irfan, and this is our staff captain Mario. Same thing. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a wonderful sunny day today and uh, have fun. Thanks. Very good. And uh, maybe we'll hear a word or two from our chief engineer Mario. Any closing thoughts? Closing remarks? Yeah, same for me. Thank you. All right, and from our captain, your captain, Captain Daniel. Yes, thank you very much for coming. And thank you for closing with Royal Caribbean. And thank you very much for, for choosing Majesty of the Seas. And thank you for bringing this good weather here. I think it's your job. So thank you very much. Uh, Happy New Year and see you next time. All right, fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. That's your captain, our captain, Captain Daniel, hotel director, staff captain, and chief engineer. How did everything go with you, first of all? How did everything go? How was My it personal good? experience, I, 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 very much so. It was good? Very much so. I highly recommend anybody from the U.S. especially, I'm from Texas, oh, okay, right to, to um, take the Royal Caribbean cruise. I mean, they, this is the way to go to Cuba. Um, the, the service was impeccable. Everything, you know, was just perfect. Um, but the reason that I liked it most was the people, uh, the crew, Top-notch service, right. absolutely top-notch service. Oh, and yeah, that's and I'm not saying that just because you're the cruise director, hey, right on, no <laughs> but uh, it, it was it was so good. And and just the uh, other crew, not just the crew, but the other passengers that we met too. Okay. Uh, that's why I recommend going on a cruise too, uh, because everybody does different things when they're in Havana. So you can hear about their experiences, share their experiences. So uh, about yourself in particular, um, I, and I talked to several several passengers before you agreed to the interview just to find out some of the top three questions and so uh here they are i'm just gonna rapid fire if you don't mind and away we go okay so uh how, tell us about a typical day for a cruise director what's it like a, a typical day for a cruise director here we go um so it, it varies let me start very general and i'll try to get sure. specific in there so whether it's for a cruise director or any crew member, we don't really operate on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, weekends, um, holidays. You know, for us, it's either a port day, a sea day, or a turnaround day. Turnaround day is, for example, Fort Lauderdale when you guys all came on board. And uh, turnaround day, it's it's a pretty, it's a pretty quick turnaround between the last guest that gets off from one cruise and the next one for the first guest for the next cruise. So turnaround day is quite a busy day. Uh, I can start anywhere between 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Uh, on occasion, I'll sleep in. Maybe I'll go until 10 a.m. And uh, it goes as late as, depending what the cruise director would have on that evening. If you've got, uh, you're definitely going to have welcome aboard shows. On occasion, you'll have a, kind of a welcome aboard party in the evening. So you can go as late as 11 p.m. I'll go sometimes. 11.30 one time in the summer with a late party. And end as early as 9 p.m with uh, scattered breaks throughout that entire 12, 13 hour period. You know, it's not a direct 13 hour day. Sure. Sea days, um, the great thing about a sea day is that it's your opportunity. It's when all the guests are on board, so it's the 
top opportunity to really entertain everybody. That's when everyone's looking for leisure time, what to do. What's your personal favorite time? My personal favorite time? During the entire cruise. Do you like sea days? Do you like being in port yourself? What's my favorite? I don't know, it's tough to pick. So for example, when we're in port, depending on the port, like when we're in Havana, that's my favorite point of this itinerary, this cruise, because I get a chance to go out there and just feel Cuba, I love Cuba. Depends on the itinerary. Some some ports I don't even bother getting off. Um, I, I like I like there's this moment in the morning because I'll go out in the mornings like with the sunrise and I'll exercise and then I'll do a little bit of breathing and just kind of meditation. Just kind of set your your zone for the day and you see the ship waking up. So it's like when you're out in the city, you're seeing a city waking up. When you see the ship waking up, it's not people waking up to go to work. It's people waking up to what am I going to do with my day? What am I going to do with myself? And that is special on the second day of the cruise, like we had this cruise, with a sea day. So people have settled in, you see the ship waking up, but it's not waking up to go to work. It's waking up to, I don't have to go to work. What am I going to do? What do I, how do I want to spoil myself today? And seeing that, uh, that dynamic, that flow, people, people really like, you see the tension loosen up throughout the morning from 6, 7, 7.30 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m. By noon, you see people nice and relaxed, you know, ah, they're comfortable. Sure. So what's my favorite time? I don't know, maybe the second day when it's a sea day and you get the opportunity to see that. Right, and so uh, you obviously enjoy your job very much and anybody considering a career uh, at sea, on a cruise in particular, can you talk about your career a little bit? Why did you choose this career and talk about your career path? How did you get to the point of being a cruise director? Um, I don't know, I just kind of, I'd say, it just kind of came to me. So, uh, so I finished college in 2006, graduated in Massachusetts, did one year of working with Nestle, and then I just kind of had this urge to go travel around because I'd been in Massachusetts for five years. I just had this urge to move already, to go somewhere different. And from somewhere with a friend, boom, the idea of cruise ships, I can't even remember how it came up. Boom, it just came up. So I started doing my research and I first started with cruise ships in August of 2007 as an art auctioneer actually. And the way I was able to get into art is because there's, there's an art background in my family. My sister, she works in an art gallery in Manhattan. My mother owned an art gallery in Rio de Janeiro. She's a bit of an artist as well. So that was kind of my path that got me onto the cruise ship. And I only did that for two years, and um, when I was doing an art auction one time, I was friends with one of the cruise directors on that ship, and he saw the auction, he said, hey, you seem, you seem like you, uh, you're comfortable communicating uh, information to people, you know? I said, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it, you know, I like giving people information. And he said, if you ever want to make a switch or a lateral move or something like that, or you ever want to move into entertainment, let me know. So when, uh, eventually when that day came, it was like a year later, and I got in touch with him, and he just gave me the name of the contact. He said, this is how you want to go ahead and prepare your curriculum. Um, he basically recommended my name or suggested my name, just referred my name. And then I got in touch with, uh, with Royal Caribbean, Shoreside. And the thing too though was, as an art auctioneer, how did I pick Royal Caribbean? Because as an art auctioneer, you don't specifically work for a cruise line, you work for a, uh, an art gallery. And that art gallery operates on several different cruise lines. So I got a chance to go on five different cruise lines, one of them being Royal Caribbean, and Royal Caribbean is the one that I, I said that's the one I want to go with, you know? I just, I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. So last question, and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no very, I know you're a busy Thanks person. Oh, no, 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 no problem. Yeah, thank you. Uh, 
So I, I told you a little bit about my personal experience with the cruise. Um, if you met somebody, especially in the United States, that was considering going to Cuba, you know, there's different ways to get there. What what would you say uh, about a cruise in particular, especially Royal Caribbean? What would you tell them to to maybe tell them something they didn't consider or they never really thought about a cruise? Why should they take a cruise, specifically Royal Caribbean, to Cuba? So why, what would I say to somebody? Anybody walking around the street? Anybody that sure. has been on a cruise or has never been on a cruise? Either way. One. Yeah, just, hey, I, I'm thinking about going to Cuba. Have you ever been, Patricio? What would you tell them? And why recommend a cruise and why Royal Caribbean? Wow, that's a good question, eh? Let me think. I don't want to be. Some, I don't want to give you some scripted answer, eh? Sure. Um, so what I say in the presentation, why people are choosing to go to Cuba on a cruise, right. is because. So a lot of people are going to get to know Cuba, but the hotel infrastructure, from my understanding, is not what we've grown used to in maybe places like Australia or places that have like a very developed tourist industry. So you go to a hotel with certain expectations and the hotel is can be quite pricey but it doesn't have the standard of efficiency and maintenance that we're used to. The standard of amenities. That's not a blanket statement for every every hotel or every right. um, or every accommodation place in Cuba but from my understanding, people are enjoying going to Cuba on a cruise because you go on a cruise ship where everything is kind of provided for you. You set foot in Cuba where there's a there's apprehension. There's apprehension amongst guests. What's going to happen? Am Very I going to be welcomed? Am I going to be? How am I going to be treated? I don't want to go and stay there because if things go wrong, I want to be able to pack my bags and take off. Oh, guess what? There's a cruise ship that can go drop you off. If you don't like it after one hour, you can come right back on. If you if you don't like it after five hours, ten hours, you can come right back on. So you go, you visit Cuba, you see, touch, taste, smell, feel, experience the whole thing, and at the end of the day, you come right back onto the ship, you, to what kind of feels like home for the past couple of days. Um, and why Cuba? Wow, wow, I would say you just you have to experience Cuba. If you have it, you have to. It's, it's difficult to put it into words. It's uh, it's just. Uh, it's just, so, I don't know, the culture, the vibe, the people, the warmth. They're so charming. They're so, the music, too, just the life. They're just, they're full of life, I think, at least with the Cuban people I've interacted with. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I mean, we met seven uh, several uh, people from Havana, native Havana, and, you know, I asked them about their thoughts about the United States. Oh, and how did that go? Well, it's very interesting, uh, and it'll be on this podcast as well, that, that you know, they turn on, they catch the news in, in the United States sometimes, and it's about people killing each other and that kind of stuff. And they said, they don't understand. So, you know, uh, we, we don't care about politics. You know, I asked a couple of Castro questions, of course, and that kind of stuff, mainly to uh, younger people. And I think the oldest person I interviewed was 47. And their answers were the same. I said, like, we don't get into politics. We like to salsa and drink. <laughs> yeah. And so when you spoke of the vibe, I think, and the attitude, I think, too, could be said. There's a lot to be said <laughs> like for you. Like the Cuba. salsa and drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought uh, that you, the mention of vibe, I think, is a very, very uh, good word to describe my feeling walking away 
from the time we were there. Five, and, and, right? and as far as the cruise in particular, what I can say is, uh, besides what I said earlier about the great service and stuff, I really enjoy unpacking once. And you know, I'll be honest with you, there was an apprehension. I mean, we've only been welcome here for a few years as U.S. citizens. Right, 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 so right, there's right. a little bit of an apprehension, you know, if you do uh, uh, stay in a hotel or something, that seems to be a little bit more of a risk because you don't have Patricio getting oh, prepared you, <laughs> for, you know, what to do. Oh, well said. I like and, that. Uh, Thank you. Know, you. Even, even, oh, I'll watch Channel 14, man. So, oh, oh, right yeah. on. They had a, they had a wonderful, uh, speaking to the audience now at Yurkron, they had a wonderful Q&A session that they uh, rolled on their local Channel 14 here on the cruise ship so you could hear it over and over. And I listened to it twice. Really good information. I talked about the, the toilet paper earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a practical guy, so, you right know, on. I like that kind of stuff. But, uh yeah, it was, uh, you know, unpacking once and, and, and just that relaxed feeling of what to expect and knowing that you have a big ship to get back to if needed. But you know what? It wasn't like I, I never felt that. I never felt like, oh, man, this is getting bad. I need to get back to the yeah. ship. I wanted to stay out more. I really <laughs> did. And, and we, we went we went to all parts of Havana. We went to New Havana. We went to the historical places. Of course, we rode in the old cars, and we we, we even had a guy. Uh, his name was Alfredo. He'll be on this podcast. That took us down some of the uh, places where tourists don't go. I'll put it that Ooh, way. Ooh, off the beaten path. It, it would probably uh, even a little, little people would be apprehensive about going to some of the places that we did. Go some the of the marketplaces. We went during the day. Okay. We went but either way, I would I would tell you, even if you would have gone during the night, how did you did you feel unsafe at any point? Never. Never. Um, you know, uh, it, it helped have this microphone. Actually, people were crowding around wondering, who is this guy and why is he interviewing Alfredo? <laughs> you know, but um, never felt afraid. Everybody was very, very nice. We went into many markets, met many people, bars, restaurants. Alfredo, he was awesome. He took us into a lot of places, learned so much about uh, how everyday, everyday life is with people. So uh, talking to your Yurkron audience, uh, I, I would recommend, you know, get Get off the beaten path a little bit. Do it during the daytime, though, you know, just to, yeah. I was just going to say right now that you were talking about the feeling of insecurity. Just last night, actually, I was talking to a taxi driver who gave me some figures, and I think he might have just pulled them out of a hat. I don't know. I don't know how factual they are, but he said, I was asking him about the, the crime rate. I was asking him about the security, the safety, because that's, I'm always conscious of that. <clears throat> I, had I had an incident happen when I was 18 years old in Mexico City, so... Since then, I'm always a little apprehensive about safety sure. and security. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and I asked him. He said, since 1959, there have been only 800 deaths of tourists. And they happen either car accidents or somebody puts their life at risk voluntarily or um, a plastic surgery gone wrong from <laughs> no. ladies that have come to have plastic surgery and gentlemen as well botched surgeries I believe but since 1959 only 800 deaths and 60 have been due to like actual violence I said wow 60 is in one hour in Brazil and I appreciate Brazil is much bigger back home in Brazil we see crime all over the place violence and I said why is that and he said oh, it's just I'm not sure if he was able to share the reason but um, he said it's just it's just safe you know it's just safe here yeah and, uh, and one last thing is also that I was going to say was that the interaction, that vibe, another Cuban guy explained it to me one time. He's, I said, how come you guys are so, there's no, there's no like, you know how we have that shell, we have that protective space, we have that comfort, comfort zone, like, you don't want to get too close to people, you know, 
everywhere I've ever been. They don't have it. They, they start touching you and they, but very comfortably, very, you know, not in a harassment kind of way, not in a assaulting kind of way. It's just very warm. I said, how do you guys do that? And he said, I got a chance to go, um, go around a little bit and travel a little bit. And he said, what I've noticed people have been doing since the internet came around and uh, ICQ started coming around and chat rooms and uh, fast forward a decade. Now we're on our smartphones. Now there's WhatsApp. Now there's Messenger. Now there's so many ways for people to communicate indirectly and communicate with each other, but not face to face. In Cuba, we haven't had that. In Cuba, the way we still entertain each other is not with PDAs, it's not with iPads, it's barely with a television. The way we entertain each other is with each other. And I said, wow, I remember growing up, I would see my uncles, my family, we, they would sit on a table for an hour just telling jokes, just telling jokes, entertaining ourselves. And I haven't seen that happen in years. And I said, when he said that, I said, wow, that's a, that's, that's a really, that's a pretty valid statement from my point of view, you're right. People, they just interact differently in Cuba. It's amazing, it's amazing. It's, it's inspiring even to a point, you know? It makes you wanna put away the phone a little bit more. Stay away from the email, make a phone call, you know? Let your voice be heard. You wanna know how somebody's doing? Don't just go into their profile, give them a call. You know, the way we used to in the old days, you know? I, I did like that throwback moment. I, I love, you know, and Royal Caribbean does offer um, internet services so at a very good, reasonable, low cost. I chose not to buy it because I wanted three days off the grid. Of disconnecting, right? <laughs> Literally awesome. disconnect. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I should promote that a bit more. I mean, I think I'm, I'm supposed to promote the internet, but I should promote what you just said a little bit more. Guys, try to disconnect. We're taking you away from your home. We're taking you away from land. Yeah. We're setting sail. We're leaving, you know? Guess what? The, the, you know, believe it or not, the world's still going to go on without me if I don't answer an email yeah, or a text. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it will. It will. Yeah. Tricio, thank you so much for hey, being a guest on your con. It was, it was awesome. Thank good, you so good. much. I'm happy to Wonderful know you enjoyed job. it. Eh? Yeah. Who did you travel with? Friends, family, acquaintances? Yes. Well, uh, my wife and I are celebrating our third anniversary. Right. Oh, and we joined our good friends that got married the year after us on the same day. So it's a double Do anniversary. Second and a third anniversary celebration. Yes. First time to Cuba. Correct. Slash New Year's cruise. Correct. All right. Nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Lots of reasons We to are multitasking. All right. Good, good. Yeah. You enjoyed, went well, everything was good. Everything has been phenomenal. Good. Truly. Not just, good. like I said, not just because you're standing here. It really was a very good experience. And Thank you. Hey, we look forward to another day. Good. Thank you. Hey, it's all it's all collaboration, team effort. People always say, good job. I say, I just I just do the blah, 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 blah. You know, it's really, it's a team effort. It's it's the guest services officers right back there. It's a shore excursions team, give you guys information about excursions. It's the next cruise sales team right there offering information if you want to do another cruise. It's, it's the housekeeping team who puts blood, sweat, and tears. It's the entertainment team. It's this guy right here setting up the equipment. It's all, it's collaboration. It's just a beautifully well-greased engine, you know? Absolutely. Y'all make it seem very easy, very seamless. Right on. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for that, eh? Right, anytime. Right hey, very we'll good. see you later on. We'll see you later on. Thank you very much, all Mr. Right, Pitney. See you at the shows tonight. All right, absolutely. Right very good. All right, Thanks man. for this. Thanks for yeah. that, yeah? Thank you very much. Anytime. Anytime. See you all later right. on. See you around.